Hello, hello, and welcome to the daily podcast of the Responsible Restaurant Owner. If this is the first time for you here, what can I say? Welcome, welcome. You have reached a community of people thirsty, angry, hungry uh, about the current state of affairs, willing to improve the current situation of the hospitality industry. Uh, or maybe you're just a dreamer, you know? Uh, 90% of restaurants fail within the first two years, which makes it a, a business for the brave the courageous, all the wild, you know. Um, As I said uh, many times before, if you have been following me for a little while, uh, if you have not been following me for a little while, definitely do follow if you like the intents of this podcast. I mean, I'm sorry, it's kind of funny, you know. People have been barely 15 seconds in and you're asking them to follow your content. They don't even know what you're going to be talking about, but... uh, Hey, I guess this is just a thirst to uh, welcome you to the family of the responsible restaurant owner. And as I always uh, like to say, uh, this restaurant business is dangerous because it will literally boost your ego. I mean, you're going to be surrounded by food, uh, drinks, atmosphere. It's like you're living the life of the rich and the famous. You know, you have an extension of your living room. People come in, they relax. You can eat anytime, anything you want. It's just a matter of ordering whatever you want on the menu. And lots of people forget that it's a business, that you need to pay bills. And it's so easy uh, to spend, have an entire horrible week, six days after the week that are bad, and suddenly day number seven, you get a full-blown dining room, and it's easy to forget that the six other days were not actually that productive. So what do we do here? We pretty much get together to let you know that uh, the dream is real, that the hustle is even more real, and it's just a matter of having consistent and repeatable processes. If you have the right vision, productivity, and the right mindset, sky is the limit, and uh, people tell me, oh, the restaurant business is so hard. Well, you know what? The, the painting business is so hard. The carpenting business is so hard. You know, for me, if you're a carpenter, kudos to you, sir or miss. You know, you're dealing with these products all day long, and I cannot do it for three or four seconds. Uh, so everyone is made to excel at certain parts. And if you think you're going to excel at the restaurant business, then that's what's going to happen. And if you think you're going to suck at it, that's what's going to happen too. So yeah, there is little bits of motivation and there is little bits of uh, nitty-gritty about the restaurant business. Um, I hate how the restaurant industry had had a very bad reputation. You know, it doesn't come across as an attractive career. Uh, Lots of people think that by cutting corners, how do we increase your productivity it is by being company paying companies that you're going to be able to increase traffic inside your restaurants well in fact it's a business of pure blessings people are coming in and literally offering you their body for you to put inside their body whatever you want you can create the theme you know if you're an insurance agent with all respect to the insurance agents out there but you know, it's a miserable lifestyle. I'm sorry, I have friends of mine that are insurance agents. And when people call them, they don't call them to celebrate a birthday. They call them because, guess what, it's time to file a claim. And you're surrounded by bad energy, bad news, and you're helping the world become a better place and alleviating pain and suffering from the other people. Or, you know, when you're a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant or any kind of job for that matter. And, you know... I gotta say, hey, Sham, you know, don't push it. Come on. I mean, the restaurant business, you're alleviating people's pain, pain of hunger, 
pain of loneliness, pain of uh, willing to be an active actor of the social um, platform, being there, you know, making people alive. The restaurants, I think, is one of the last uh, fronts to protect our humanity. You know, everybody is like behind uh, screens now. I mean, look at us. I mean, you're literally on the other side of the globe. Good knows where you are. And uh, we're just communicating throughout a screen. And uh, am I like this all the time? Do I really have this tone of voice and this energy all the time? What truth of the matter is not. And uh, But I like the facts of going live on this podcast. There is no edits on my video. There is no edits on my podcast. And uh, the result is very interesting. You know, lots of people warned me. said, hey, Sham, I don't know if you should go live, man. I mean, you know, you may turn off people because of your accent, because you keep on repeating the same thing. But, man, how am I going to compete? You know, the, all everybody else is king at editing. I mean, if you look at YouTube, for example, and I've been studying some of the big ballers, these are kings of edition, king of editing, sorry. You know, they go ahead and they make the simplest of things with sound effects and, and light effects and corrections and retakes. And I just don't have the time to do that, you know. I'm helping restaurant owners and future restaurant owners all over the globe, www.theresponsiblerestaurantowner.com. And I try to do a couple of editing takes, but it literally takes lots of time, you know. And uh, my time is extremely valuable, as is yours. And I really think that all these money-producing uh, tools, as I like to call them, whether the restaurant, the insurance business, whatever you're doing to create a living for yourself and your family, should be a vessel for you to really enjoy this beautiful thing called life. And I hear you, oh, Sham, yeah, life is beautiful, not every day. I agree, but you know, if it was always beautiful, it would be kind of boring. Believe me, I mean, you know, yes, most of the days I'm not like on top of my game, but you know, but I always look forward to the day when I feel great. And doing things that make me feel great. This podcast is one of them. You know, uh, helping people running restaurants is one of them. Running restaurants is one of them. Uh, doing sports is one of them. Try to find out the thing that really make you happy. And I tell you, the hardest thing is just to start. Because that mind is so powerful, man. It will throw at you 65 zillion objections even before you made the decision to get off bed. And I talk about that on quite a bit of podcasts. You know, those arguments is like one of the craziest arguments I've heard. My voice tells me some of the craziest stuff for me not to get off bed. And when I think about them, I'm like, it's hilarious. You know, the thing that the mind comes up with as an excuse not to take action. But once you're up on your feet, sky is the limit, you know. Uh, music is also a very, very good um, mood enhancer. If you don't listen to enough music, definitely do. Uh, it can boost your levels of neurotransmitter, dopamine, uh, brain chemical that can help people focus. There is all these things. I had a conversation with my uh, younger sister. As you may know, I'm currently in China, spending one year learning Kung Fu. And I was in a position where I'm, I'm blessed. Thank God, man. I mean, I was able to take some time off. And instead of jumping and opening another restaurant, which I have done, over and over for 10 years in the Silicon Valley, I said to myself, you know, I want to do something different. So I want to help other people and I want, to, I want to be a kid again. So here I am in China learning Kung Fu and I'm getting my 
booty handed to me after every single training session. And as I was talking to this, uh, my younger sister, you know, we're talking about uh, the fact that we forget, you know, and you need to have these little reminders, you know, uh, that you have an amazing life, you know, that there is music, you know, that you're actually very lucky to be in whatever position you are in. There is always people that are worse, you know, and that there is hope, you know, that there is hope. There is more people that are choosing life than choosing not to live it. And there is always these moments of enlightenment. Being in complete isolation here in China is literally something that uh, makes me recognize, due to lack of distractions, that the highlights of the day, the moments where I get the happiest, are like only the simplest of things. And you're gonna tell me, oh, Sham, shut up, what are you talking about? This is all like textbook motivation thing. But I'm literally telling you, man, or miss, uh, the simplest of things is really what's gonna make you happier. Think about your meal. Think about when you take a shower. Think about moments when you know you're about to have a nap, when you're gonna wake up, or when you finish your workout, when you finish a hard day of work. It's like these moments of immobility. And from this current education learning of internal martial arts, internal Chinese martial arts, the hardest exercises that we do are exercises of stillness. It's not only a moving and jumping and bouncing and push up and running and you know, lifting weights and doing cardio and all this high-intensity activity exercise where you move a lot of your body parts, the hardest parts have been these moments of stillness, when you can hold one position and try to hold it for five minutes, six minutes. The mind goes nuts. But once you start moving again, you realize that, hey, we are meant for motion. We as human beings are meant for motion. So whatever your dream is, you're here because you're interested in the restaurant business, but whatever your purpose is, take action, keep moving towards it, you know, uh, don't let the haters hate, you know, and stop hiding behind other people's story, it is time for you to build your own story, and that's exactly what I'm doing here through this podcast, through the Facebook communities, through the YouTube page, through the email database, through all that stuff. It's to let you know that, hey, coming close to be turning 40 years old, I am done just reading other people's success stories. I'm literally sharing you what has worked for me. And uh, I feel blessed. You know, lots of people say, oh, it's all about you need to be able to flex. You need to be able to show off to the world, to your family, that you have flashy things, material things. But there is an overall human awakening that... It's not about what you have. You can have the be on top of the world, Robin Williams, rest in peace, and deep inside be extremely miserable. Don't get me wrong. I think money is extremely good. It's a sign that you're doing something good, that the universe is rewarding you for contributing to other people, as long as it is legal, kosher, halal, whatever your belief system is. But uh, you realize that it is in that motion, it is in that moving, it is in the doing that you actually get happy. And when you have this moment of stillness and you look back at it and say, hey, I did that. Whatever that was, maybe I just moved the sofas. You know, it's spring, so happy spring, everybody. Uh, if you just cleaned up your room, organize your bookshelf, you know, you make the area around you look as good, as nice by your standards. And even if it's not perfect, you know, you forgot that little corner over there, it's okay, you will do it tomorrow. 
So I know this uh, podcast is a little bit on a tangent from the nitty gritty, but hey, let's talk about business. And I wanted to share today with you uh, something that can save uh, the small restaurant owner or the medium-sized restaurant owner, even the big one in moments of financial crisis. If you're going to be having a business, you're going to face a financial crisis, a moment that maybe you have not planned or budgeted. Think about it as a test from the universe or maybe a time for you to get out of the business. But you know, I want you to get out of the restaurant business on your own terms. And uh, there was one time in 10 years, more than one time, but there is one example where uh, the bank account was in the red. Literally, we will have been able to last for another two months at current level of operation before we had to shut down the doors and that was after pretty much after first year of operation we just did not know we made lots of mistakes we were pretty green fresh in the restaurant business and we didn't realize that the profit margins were so low and we were excited we we're like oh my gosh my concept is going to be great people are going to come through the door and i'm going to amaze them but it doesn't work that way you know you need to have systems you need to have be in control of your prime cost, be smart about your labor every single day and build a team that you can trust for them to be able to enforce and understand those rules of economics that the restaurant business requires before you can take little bits of time off to do something else to grow still your business. We're talking about doing something that you're going to like for the long run here. Anyway, so we got to that point where things were rough. And uh, we, the first restaurant was in the Silicon Valley, San Jose, California. And uh, we were very lucky to always be involved in the community, being part of the Chamber of Commerce. We really wanted to meet as many people as possible because we're young, single. And, you know, you go to those events. I think we paid 5 or $10 and you can eat and drink as much as you want. And there is lots of young entrepreneurs. And it was very exciting to be in a kind of environment with the other entrepreneurs that are in the same hustle. Even if they're not in the restaurant business, even if 99% of the entrepreneurs that I met were not restaurant owners. But you know, it was a great way for me to market and I just liked it. You know, you go there, food, drinks, good humor, and then people come to your restaurant and spend more money. It's a great way. But it got to a point where things got rough and I was very lucky to meet this lady from the city of San Jose and they have this department called the Redevelopment Agency. The purpose of the Redevelopment Agency is to ensure that the downtown area of San Jose, the city overall, remains attractive to businesses, to big corporations, to small business owners and they had this program. It was a loan that was almost interest-free for the small business owner that did not have credit experience, did not have credit, did not have a history. But you know, and uh, the underwriting process of the loan was very easy. So pretty much this is an invitation for you to find out about it. I hope that you're in a position where you don't need it, but always good to know what your tools are, what are your ammunitions. And having a loan from time to time, because cash flow is king in running a restaurant operation, I always say that, definitely contact your city and ask if they have something equivalent to a redevelopment agency, something to help the small business owner. And you can contact them and say, hey, what, can, what does the city offer for small business owners? This is a very good general conversation and people are going to lead you little by little by little if it exists. And if it doesn't exist from the city, 
maybe check with the chamber of commerce ask questions you are never going to get the answer to questions you don't ask so that was that for today guys uh, thank you so much for being part of uh, the responsible restaurant owner community uh, come say hi www.theresponsiblerestaurantowner thank you for the one that took the chance the time to send me a little message your words and uh, words of support mean a lot to me and until we meet again remember that the secret ingredient is love baby it's love absolutely